Hey, Carly. Hi, Jamie. What you doing? Oh, nothing. Just sitting on the floor of my closet. So it's been a real good week. <laughs> it's been a real good week. Was there rocking back and forth? <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, just curled it to a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fetal position has been assumed. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes the situation calls for better acoustics or, you know, soundproofing. Yeah. 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 Or just... That, you know, you have a guest sleeping in your usual recording place. and I, I will say that I don't think you've ever looked more professional. Like, with I your shoes lined you. up next to you. I know. Listen, my shoes are very organized, so that should make me look more professional. Well, um, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a freaking superhero today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm a god among men. <laughs> I went for a run, what? and then I showered, and then I made myself a coffee and was still here almost on time. Almost on time. You were it a smidge real close. late. I was actually in the act of texting you when it alerted me that you were coming in. Yeah, I was like two minutes late, which for me is pretty late. I, exactly. Like, that's Something's gone for me. wrong. It was like, is Jamie dead? Send a search party She's in right a gutter now. somewhere. Twisted her ankle <laughs> on her run that she shouldn't be on. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm really impressed. I could tell that you had more energy than usual coming in. So. I'll, I'll blow your mind. Oh. That's the second run I went on this week. Oh, oh. snap. Health. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time uh, it's, good I don't time. run very far I, I do uh, right now I'm just starting with like a mile and I'm like that's more than enough for me thank you oh god Gross. I couldn't even run a quarter mile oh I don't run the whole mile don't be insane <laughs> okay so it's like a run walk run walk sort yeah of it's situation. like a jog okay a meander I mean I still did a 12 minute mile damn just really had to throw that out there real casual like really really casually real just casually, like which is not fast but I guarantee you it's faster than me it, it's the air where we are the air is better yeah here. I'm sure it's that, giving me that rarefied super, air super abilities yeah <laughs> welcome to the act break podcast where we're talking about all things story from books to movies, shows, and probably other stuff too, we're chatting it out and trying to remember what it's like to actually have conversations with other human beings. Take a break from your creative endeavors and hang out with us. Have a little simulated human interaction. Because internet friends totally count. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. If it's your first time here, we'll introduce ourselves. I mean, we'll introduce ourselves no matter what, but not very well, so don't expect a lot. My name's Jamie. I went on a run and survived. It's okay to be impressed. <laughs> and I'm Carly, and I'm a podcasting cliche. <laughs> I love that about you. Thank you. And most importantly today, we have a guest who's yes. already in the waiting room. Because he's like on Cause time, prompt guy, two mm -hmm. minutes early, putting me to shame. And uh, joining us again is AP Thayer, our mm -hmm. internet friend. And we'll get to know him even more and we'll tell you where to find him and all the things. But first, AP Thayer. What the hell was that? 
Jamie being a total freak. Uh, excuse me. We don't have the budget to make our own sound effect. <laughs> Clearly, we don't have the budget. I'm in the closet. Why are you in the closet? Uh, I have uh, my cousin visiting, and I thought I would let her sleep instead of forcing her to get out of bed at 8 a.m. so that I could record a podcast. Podcast before all. Because I actually like her, so I thought I'd let her sleep. You're wrong. Hey, AP. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I've, I've heard your week has just been like dynamite. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really oh, tired. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I'm I'm staffing this this con all weekend, so I'm just kind of oh, yeah, like right. I'm gonna be really you're super busy. Out. Yeah, and then we've asked you, <clears throat> forced you to come onto the podcast this week, so timing could not be better. How dare you, frankly? I know. Uh, I feel like our pitch should have been like, "Come be articulate. We promise we'll make you look good." By <laughs> <comparison>. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, this this is a nice uh, break. That's such a nice thing for you to say to us. It really is. Oh, it's very kind. It warms my heart. My cold, dead heart. Well, I was listening to uh, you guys talk about burritos and green tea this morning on my walk. Pretty much 80% of our openings are just about food or beverage, you know? I was trying to think of which episode it was. Which episode where I talked about burritos? <laughs> which one? Because, listen, I feel like we talk about burritos a lot. So. As you should. They're, they are S-tier food. Yeah, I mean, for the amount of time we talk about burritos on the podcast, I talk about it exponentially more in my real life. <laughs> we really have to, like, filter out uh, how much. You have no idea how much burrito material I cut out of it. <laughs> so much. So. Here we are. So here we are again. I think I'll probably rename the episode. What's the name right now? Uh, we were talking about, like, we wanted to let people know what to do after Nano. So we call it Beyond Nano. And then we honed it down to being about critique partners so it's gonna be something okay. feedback feedbacking like finding feedback nailed it we That's can go snappy. home now all right we're First done <laughs> signing off are you guys both doing uh nano this year yeah uh yeah i uh already instantly regret it good that's how, it, as it should be, as is tradition. If you don't regret Nano, are you really doing Nano? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't regret it months before when you've decided to do it. Yes, it's it's part of the experience. Yeah. Uh, are have you considered it? Have are you going to? Um, participating? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I the heavy <laughs> sigh. <laughs> Just the the long suffering <sighs> sigh of a writer. It's like music to my ears. It's, it's music to someone's ears. Uh, I had planned on having revisions finished for my novel by the end of this month. Uh, that is a ridiculous claim that is not going to happen. That is so relatable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty much the first time I was like, I'm going to revise my novel. It's going to take me. I think I even gave myself like two months. It took me like six months. And ever since then, I'm like, whatever I think it's going to take me, I'm going to double it. It's going to be like a house yeah. revision. Like, it's oh. going to cost me twice as much, and it was going to take twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So, plan is end of October, and then, I, I don't know. God, I was freezing this morning, so I put on, like, 
everything and then i started drinking coffee oh yeah now your insides are warm three layers in a in a cozy hat yeah i mean the hat staying just i don't know i don't think i would ever be cold if i lived where you live no it's it's literally 56 degrees and i'm shivering (laughs) (laughs) that is shorts weather i don't know what you're talking about be outside doing yard work in a tank top in that weather yeah i i even put a little shirt on butters when i walked in this morning It's one of several shirts that he owns. I I love a dog in a shirt. I I, I love it. <laughs> I just had this like image butters. It's like I want to go shopping. Let's go. Because you said it's one of several shirts he owns. Like he's like collects them. He's a big connoisseur. <laughs> I imagine them as like Hawaiian Hawaiian button downs, like Magnum PI. Yeah, totally. He's got a mustache. Um, yeah. No, if it were up to him, he would never wear clothes because he absolutely hates it. He like shuts down. He just kind of like hunches over. It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> See, and it's aren't they supposed to be like helpful to anxious dogs? Like a weighted blanket, like it. Yeah, but he's not like an anxious dog until he until you put a shirt on him, and then <laughs> until yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's only anxious when they like trim his butt hair too short, and then he feels the <laughs> wind on his butt. <laughs> for his whole like grooming yeah. nightmare yeah. experience earlier yeah. this year. Poor Butters. The Butters Show. We should do a whole podcast. It'll be a fictional podcast called The Adventures of Butters. We got to get somebody good to do the voice of Butters. For sure. We got to have a solid voice Mm. actor for that. Uh, Should we maybe like start talking about the topic? I don't know. I'm just here to talk about burritos and coffee. Burritos, coffee, and Butters butt hair. (laughs) That's a real relief. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be like a real squishy kind of podcast, and that's fine. So let's talk about like CPs or critique partners. Where does one start? I guess we should talk about what it is. Define it, Jamie, since you like, you define it. She knows I always have a good definition, and I did no (laughs) notes for this. All right. Your critique partner will usually be the first person that you give your novel after you've written it. They're going to be the ones who are reading it to tell you, wow, this really needs to be fixed. I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't let, when I, (laughs) like how I was just about to blame you for me not preparing just now. (laughs) Sorry. This is what happens when I don't prepare. (laughs) It's just so natural to blame you. (laughs) yeah i i agree with that um i would even go so far as to say that um a cp is someone you share your work with even before it's finished i think uh when you're at a critique partner level with someone they're more than just someone you share writing with um they're they're kind of like a i mean partners in the in the term so they're they're definitely like a partner you're sharing work back and forth you're critiquing work back and forth and you have this level of comfort and familiarity where at least for me i feel like i can get really good honest feedback about something whereas if it's a beta reader or a friend or family or friends or family i don't even listen to what they say anymore (laughs) i'm just like whatever but like beta readers or like writing groups or something that you're like oh are they just being too nice or like maybe they're like kind of being assholes or like you, you just don't really know there's a lot of baggage that comes with that kind of feedback but a critique partner you know well enough that you can like you could even like read in between the lines of what they're trying to tell you or what they're saying yeah 
Thank God you're here today. <laughs> you're just crushing it. Look at you. God. Very much so on the, there's somebody that you work with and talk to before the writing process is even complete. You know, there's somebody you can go to and be like, I need to bounce some ideas yeah. off you. I need to to explain this to somebody else to see if it makes sense outside of my own mind. Yes. Yeah especially uh, somebody who will, one, give you honest feedback, and two, can understand what you're trying yeah. to accomplish. Yep. So this is actually a really great thing to talk about right now because I just received a whole bunch of feedback on my manuscript from my critique partner who happens to be here today, who is Carly. Ta -da! Oh, I thought you were going to say me. I was like, I don't remember giving No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, it'll happen. Don't you worry. just wait. I'm I'm just making sure I don't play that card too soon. You make it sound like you're waiting on me. I'm waiting no, on no, you. No. Listen, September is almost gone. You have <laughs> things you're supposed to have submitted already. That's might be a true statement, but we're talking about critique partners right now. Yes. I will. I, I do plan on asking you to read something for me. I just still need to edit it because like you, I am also like, I'm going to get this done in a month. And then I'm like, mm, I yeah, don't think that yeah. that's going to happen. But um, so I just received a bunch of feedback from my critique partner, Carly, the lovely. And it's very important to have somebody who one, like you said, will be honest, two, understands what you're trying to do, especially if you're not writing like a stock contemporary story do you want to do something like different than the norm yeah, yeah. not everybody's going to get that and so if you have a critique partner that really doesn't get that their critiques aren't going to be very advantageous to what you're trying to accomplish yeah, yeah they've got to be someone that knows you and knows what you're trying to write really yeah. well these these can't just be someone who knows writing but doesn't really focus on your genre like they, they, this is someone that you've like formed a yeah. bond with uh it, when you guys told me about critique partners like obviously i thought of the two of you because you guys have been each other's cps for years and years now right so many years it's been a long long hard road but i'm okay <laughs> 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 wow she's saying that because she's had to do way more for oh, see, me than... but the thing is is you actually share your work that is so a, a, there is important part of being a critique an important partner. part of this and so you know i feel like in that regard you're winning so <laughs> well at some point i did want to talk about how you should always keep a good balance with your cp when it comes to sharing work and critiquing work and if it's if it's one-sided um I've definitely been in that position, so I, you know, bribe the other person with food usually, and so or like drink burritos. Yeah, so burritos. There's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the imbalance starts to feel a little um, daunting because you're like, I keep on asking so much of you, mm -hmm. and I don't yeah. feel like I'm giving you anything back in return. I'm like, help me, help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's always exactly. like, um, so when you have something for me to read. Once, once I've given you like three full manuscripts and I've only read one of yours, I'm like, I feel really bad, but I don't know. I mean, here's another one. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't need to call her out right now. I feel like I've walked into like a group therapy session. Um, yeah. So anyways, team <laughs> partners are definitely somebody that you've established a relationship with where you can do like weird relational like avoidance situations. Um <laughs> It's a very complex relationship, just like any other relationship yeah, totally. we have. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But but the reason I, I, I talked about that is because if with someone that you trust this much and that you're exchanging this much work with, you definitely want things to be like super clear all the time because they are doing you a favor. So you want to be sure that like, there's no like resentment breeding. There's no like any just negativity going yeah. on there. So just like being upfront about what's going on and communicating. Absolutely. And that's something that at the level of CP, that's just super important. There's, there's a saying in Spanish that's um, asuntos claros, amistades largas, which is clear expectations, long friendships. Mm, I love that. The communication part is super, super important. It's key. With like critique partners, even going into like a a lesser level beta reading, but like anytime you're getting feedback, communication is super important because um, sometimes you'll get a critique and you'll be like, I don't even know what that means. And you can't ask that person what that means. Yeah. Like you need to work on your relationship. For sure. I think communication is a running theme with all readers that you're going to have. But there are different levels and critique partners, I think, are your closest level of like friendship reading feedback that you that that was really weirdly worded. But critique partners are your besties in that regard. They you have to be able to communicate clearly. And if you guys are missing what's happening, you have to be able to sit down and go, okay, like what are like really what are you going for? And it comes down to. If you want to get better at being a critique partner, that means that you need to be reading some of the things that your critique partner is trying to go for, like examples, so that you can get a better idea of what they want. And if you don't read the kind of stuff that they're trying to write, then you may not be a good fit for one another. That's like an, an exercise if anybody wanted to try it. We've, uh, me and Carly have done before where we picked three books that we wanted the other person to read that year. So it's like, these are the kinds of books that I am aspiring to, you know, emulate. Or or my yep. influences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a really good exercise. We should probably do that again. Probably. But um, And your expectations for what kind of feedback you get might be different with every single project. Like, yeah. You might yeah. be like, I'm struggling yeah, totally. very particularly in this area, so I need to know more about this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I handed my novel over to uh, my, my CPs uh, a couple months ago, I told them, this is essentially a first draft. So like, don't give me line edits like this. The, give me developmental stuff here. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, don't waste your time. There's a good chance I'm going to have to rewrite half of this anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Been there. My Even my CP doesn't read my work until I've gone over it three times. Well, see, that's that's being kind to your CP. I'm just kind of like, eh, this is good enough. You guys deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, something that has come up before is like how to find a CP. And that can be a much mm. more, it's kind of almost more complicated than talking to a cp you already have yeah. yeah for sure that's definitely the hardest part i think yeah yeah for sure because i kind of lucked out that i happened to know my C- person before we got deep into the writing thing so yeah. i never had to be like well now i have to find somebody and i can understand how that must be super daunting and that's why it's important to get involved with other writers uh, yes for sure writing groups writing communities even if it's online yeah AP, how did you find your critique partners? So it's funny that uh, you just said you lucked out because that's how I feel about my CPs. And I feel like I've heard that from a lot of people. So not really helpful advice is that (laughs) you kind of just have to like strike 
gold when it comes to CPs. Like it, it, it's got to cover all these kind of like nebulous things. You got to like find this intersection of stuff. Uh, but when you find them, you latch on and it's great. Say a prayer, light a candle, do a sacrifice, burn an effigy, like cover all your bases. <laughs> like you said, to make it easier to be lucky or to put yourself in a position to find the right CP. Um, yeah, getting into a writing group. You have to actually start panning for the gold. Yes, exactly. So you can't uh, find gold just walking down the road. Yeah, but but number one, I, I feel like I say this anytime anyone asks me, the best thing I ever did for my writing was join a writing group because from there it gave me so many things. And one of those things is my CPs. So join a writing group. Get used yeah. to sharing work on a consistent basis with a writing group. And within that group, you will find people. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how many CPs do you have? Um, I've got like seven. Damn. That's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, tend to share like everybody gets everything all the time? I've got five people that I share 90% of my stuff with. These five people, uh, we were all in a writing group together. We're friends. We hang out. Like, that's just it's the squad. It's the crew, especially when it comes to, like, short stories. I mean, we send each other short stories all the time. We're just constantly sharing stuff. Which that makes sense. Like, it doesn't take a long amount of time to read yeah. and critique a short story, whereas yeah. a massive novel, that's a whole other ball game. It takes a time yeah. commitment and all of that. That might be something where, you know, if, if you're looking for a critique partner, you need to be talking with them about their schedule and what they're reading life is like their pace that they're able to read at even and yep. having those expectations about how quick you would like turn around but at the same time understanding that people have a life and critique partners you're doing each other a favor so um being able to have that kind of communication where short story sure send it over whenever but a novel hey what's what's your schedule looking like what these you days you spring? got some time yeah yeah so actually with this group of cps we get together once a month to critique longer pieces oh that's awesome. um this last weekend we got together and critiqued like a fifteen thousand word novelette and a three thousand word short story just because we clumped them together. And then the month before that is when we sat down and did my beta critique for my novel. And they had two and a half months to read that. Yeah, scheduling and like coordinating and then picking times where like we're going to get together and we're going to talk about this specific yeah. thing. Yeah. I can't believe how long ago it was at this point, but we've had that before where with another writer, we got together and we all read each other's novels. And then we had like a, a weekend, Friday's, this person's manuscript Saturday is this person. We're going to completely dissect the whole situation. We had several months to read them yeah. in advance, but um, that was really was super uh, helpful. Worked out great. Yeah. Oh, really? I was going to ask how that went. Cause honestly, that sounds brutal. It sounds really like <laughs> we did a lot of fun. Funny okay. Things. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez, I did like two and a half hours on my book and that was, I was ready to like go play in traffic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We did. We ended up doing a lot of fun stuff, too, because we were not in a town that we were usually in. Okay. So we did the touristy things, and then we would sit down and chat. Yeah, so. we do like a morning where we talked about it some, and then more in the afternoon. We broke okay. it up. It was, that actually sounds really it nice. It was like an event. Yeah, that's like a, it's like a retreat or something. Yeah. Yeah, like a critique retreat more yeah, than a writing retreat. which was retreat. really fun. That sounds awesome. I'm always down for a good retreat. I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that for every single time you 
critique, uh, but sometimes it works out. I think it's always a good idea to sit down and talk about it, not just have like the written out feedback. Yes, for sure. That's great sure. so that you can refer back to notes. But having that like back and forth, being able to talk about it and that way you can ask questions. I mean, I even put on my notes for Jamie, call me and we'll talk about it. No, but that's a good point. With CPs, you do have that. You have, you have that back and forth. And a lot of the time you trust them enough and they know you well enough that they have suggestions for what to do in places. And yes. you're like, yeah, that's a good suggestion. I'm absolutely doing that. Uh, we we yeah. joke about that all the time saying like, yeah, I'm, here's my story. I'm giving it to you guys. Now you guys can just make it good. Could you fix all of my problems? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. In in this age of, you know, staying at home and everything that that entails, um, finding a group on Meetup is tough. And also not everyone lives in a big city or where there's other people. So finding people through social media, as terrible as social media has become for me. Um, I mean, that's where I met the two of you, for example. Yeah. Worst part of your life. <laughs> it's legitimately a place to find people. <laughs> yeah. And I really like that we met you, AP, because you immediately took us from Instagram to Discord. And I'm like, great. Now I don't have to be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go to social media to find people and rip them away yes, from social exactly. media. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the best if plan. If you're comfortable enough to pull them away from wherever like Twitter or Instagram or whatever and like form your your little group or whatever that's that's what you're looking for to build on that also remember you know we said that in a very like succinct way but you're talking about building a relationship with somebody so you have to keep in mind that it's a process just like writing a novel is a process yep. you got to be patient with it like there are going to be people that seem like they might be the right fit but then they can't be consistent for you and again there's nothing wrong with yeah. that we all have stuff going on in our lives but that just means that that person may not be for you no no judgment on them it's just that you need to find somebody that does work with you in the way that you need them to and your best writing friend that you have right now may be that person and they may not be like if you guys read completely different things you might need to find somebody else you're absolutely right doesn't mean that you can't maintain the relationship but you might need something else and it's going to take time to get to that level with somebody else it's like any other relationship you really need to get to know that person like you can't just be like okay we read in the same things we both need cps now we're each other's cps here's my hundred thousand word novel yeah like yeah. you should really exchange some shorter things yes. see what type of feedback you're getting not everybody is going to give you the type of feedback you need and, yeah. or get what you're trying to do yeah. i've had that happen several times because i've been through rounds of beta readers and different things where it's like i get some feedback i'm like okay I appreciate the time they get. I understand what they're saying. This isn't the type of feedback I need. Yep. Yeah. So this particular person isn't going to be like somebody I go back to over and over. Do I still appreciate their feedback? Absolutely. Do they still have good points? Absolutely. Doesn't mean I'm going to keep going down that road. So it's like, don't like fully invest yourself yeah. into somebody yeah. too soon without having all the information. Yeah. Yeah. It, you might luck out and it might be the first person that you approach on it. And it might be different for different projects. Be paying attention to your evolving needs as a writer and your critique partner's evolving needs and be kind to each other in that process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you guys are the best. <laughs> we pretty much covered a lot of like 
how to be a good critique partner because whether you're getting or receiving it, a lot of the things still apply whenever I'm giving feedback. I ask what kind of feedback they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Like you said, sometimes you want line edits. Sometimes you don't want line edits. Uh, With what I just got back from Carly up front, I was like, I have no idea if the romance, quote unquote, romance is working. Please focus on that. Mm-hmm. And then when, when she gives me something, I'm like, okay, what type of book is this? Are we looking at grimdark? Are we looking at like, what genre are you trying to like portray the most? You know, asking what somebody needs is really important. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I know it kind of feels like a cop out to say like communication is the most important thing. It really is though. It really it is. is. And like specifically <laughs> what I've found over the years with CPs is like you said, Carly, I mean, you're, you're doing a favor and like real life always comes first. If you are critiquing something for someone and real life is starting to get in the way, or even if you're not feeling it, you got to talk to the person about it because resentment can build and the other person's like yeah they're doing me a favor but also they said they'd do it by x time if you're just upfront about what's going on be like hey listen like the the xyz has happened i'm swamped i can't do it for another few weeks or this that or the other it's fine it's all good but if you're just quiet or if you start ghosting someone i mean that's just you're blowing up an entire friendship potentially yeah 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 that happened to us earlier this year where i mean honestly the feedback that i just gave back to jamie she emailed it to me originally in like april and i was like oh yeah sure fine like i'll get it back to you first i just kind of like i was like i can't get to it yet and then that just kind of like slowly built Mm -hmm. and we ended up having to like have a conversation about it because i just need to know life (laughs) because life happened and she's like i i get it but i i kind of need to know and you have to be able to have those kinds of conversations with each other without getting angry with each other for sure yeah set expectations and when the expectations aren't met reevaluate there's nothing wrong with evaluating yes. expectations you just got to talk about and it. i i personally think it's okay to feel a little down if your critique partner isn't holding up their end of the social contract quote unquote that you've created yeah be mindful of course like we said you know real life all that but like yeah if you yeah. had a conversation about it like certain expectations were set and they're not being met then like it's okay for you to feel a little let down but talk about it don't let that fester yeah clear yeah. the air and just and realize that it's not about you it's probably not about your work it's just life happens and you need to find somebody that you can do all of those things. yeah and it is it's like we do we talk about striking gold but it takes time to refine that kind of relationship yep. um and i do believe that everyone can but it is a time investment and it's one that is it can be a challenge sometimes if you want that though it's it's worth the work it's absolutely. so worth the work. Absolutely worth the work. But like uh, sometimes with with most investments, sometimes they don't pay off. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to sure. put in the work. You're going to spend months talking to somebody. You're going to critique. And it's still not going to work mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But it's just That's like, okay. Well, let's, let's keep on moving yeah, forward. Yeah, you still right? learn stuff through that yeah. process. So like you, you just got to focus on the positive. I know that's I, – I hate – hearing that personally but you do have to like focus on what you got out of it and move on because if you if you let that like linger then you just you feel shitty forever well I let that happen I mean you know because we did have another critique partner but life happened Mm -hmm. and as it does and I did I let that really get me down and that's one of the reasons I've I've found other readers beta readers but I I need at least one more critique partner but I mean multiple would be great and I I've been nervous 
to put that energy and effort back into it again because that's what happens and we're people and we don't like for things to fall apart. So I know of this discord where you could find some critique partners to try out Carly. (laughs) I say these things out loud in front of AP and then he makes me follow through and I I don't like it. Right. And so this is just one of the many, like, the things where I'm like, I love my critique partner because right in front of each other, we're like, we need more critique partners. (laughs) I need feedback from somebody who's not Jamie, right? Who's not Carly. Like, we need more. I'm just not getting as much as I need. The thing is, is you can't be everything Mm -hmm. to anyone. Like, that's an impossibility. And to expect one person to fulfill absolutely everything that you need (laughs) is ridiculous on in any relationship. Like, you need different people for different things. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the next episode. (laughs) You need different kinds of relationships for different things. Like, it's just what it is. Yeah, with Within my CPs, I've got people who are more into short stories, are more into sci-fi, are more into fantasy. Yeah, and if the more like CPs you have, <laughs> the better you can spread out the pain between your friends <laughs> so you're not constantly <laughs> going to one of them. Pretty pretty much. I had the, that a short story recently, and everybody's like, sure, send it. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to send it in phases because yeah. I don't want to ask one of you to read it five times. Like, yeah, I'm going to send it the, to these people, and then I'm going to make it better, and then I'm going to send it to these other people people that's that's funny because when you were doing that i was thinking i'm like oh that's cool because like we kind of do that sometimes in our group we'll like oh well i have time for it this week and someone's like oh i can't get to it next week so okay get cool i'll edit it and then i'll send it to you like in a couple weeks yeah 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 because that's why you're gonna get the most out of like their time and your own time because it's like if everybody edits the same crap document (laughs) (laughs) oh another tip for finding a cp this is totally useless by the way um one of my cps is literally a professional copy editor and developmental editor that's <laughs> she nice. gives just How the dare best you, notes AP. so <laughs> find yourself an editor <laughs> to be your cp <laughs> reading yeah. i have a new chair and it's really- yeah what are you doing over there <laughs> I'm one of those people who like sits on my feet. I sit on my feet or sit like against. I have a new chair. It's precarious. One of my legs is going numb too. What is going on with you two? Get it together. God, we're trying to record a podcast episode here. (laughs) If we could get it together, we wouldn't be us. So think about that. Uh. (laughs) Um, But to to switch over to readers, I was thinking about this before we got on here um we're glad that you put thought into it before you came here that makes one of us sorry go ahead carry on um i was just i was trying to figure out what the actual differences between alpha and beta readers are for me and when i first started thinking about it i had i thought of it one way but the more that i thought about it i i kind of switched it up and um I'm glad I'm being so vague about this, not like giving any details it's, about it's it. So clear. It's so clear. <laughs> this is mostly how Carly talks all the time, so it's pretty normal. Jamie's, Jamie's used <laughs> She's to it. in vague riddles and enigmas. We'll figure it out eventually. So when you guys first came to me with this, I was thinking like, yeah, alpha readers are someone you just kind of give it to, and it's like broad strokes stuff and whatever. It's like a first draft kind of pass. But the more I was thinking about it, the more I thought that actually in my past, most of my alpha readers have been my critique partners because I feel comfortable sharing that level of draft with them and I wouldn't 
I've actually no, I've never gone out and sought alpha readers from strangers. Yeah. No, they definitely need to be um someone you trust. Like beta readers can be strangers. Yes. Alpha readers need to be people that you trust just like critique partners. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of overlap in that that they could be like you said the same people or it could be maybe not a writer but a reader, a friend that you trust, that you trust their taste mm -hmm. in books. I mean, it could be just somebody that you know that like reads and reviews books well or that you have thoughtful conversations about books. Mm -hmm. That way they can look at it and they can go, hey, like, what are you going for here? And can give, it, give you some feedback from a reader-specific perspective. I, I definitely look for that in beta readers. For me, for alpha readers, oh, because... Yeah. When I've done alpha reads, it's been because my the thing that I'm handing off is like very drafty, and like mm -hmm. maybe is even missing scenes and has a lot of like stuff in brackets or something like that. So I don't, I, I feel bad giving that to people who I don't have a, a relationship with. I when I think of like an alpha reader, I think of writers like writer friends, but maybe that I don't expect to commit the level uh, I would expect a cp to work mm, on it mm -hmm. at i agree that like maybe it's not as polished as something and then beta readers i think more of specifically readers and strangers yeah, yeah. um and whatever i give a beta reader i'm gonna want to be pretty polished by the time i hand that off but yeah i agree like alpha readers it's like there's still gonna be some squishy parts yeah but like i need feedback so. yeah, yeah yeah i need to, i need to hear maybe your ideas of how this scene is playing out yeah yeah, that's how I treated my last beta read for my novel. It was essentially with alpha readers, and they were all my critique partners, but I told them, I'm like, hey, this is, it's technically the the third draft, but it's my first time writing this draft because I had to figure out the story, so just kind of, you know, de developmental is what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. I've only done the beta thing one time, but from that, uh, I did find people that are, like, now alpha readers in my book. But it was definitely a really interesting experience finding them through social media. I like put it out there that I was going to be looking for beta readers. I pitched what it was that would be beta read because there's a lot of people who are really eager on the internet. So if they hear beta readers, mm -hmm. they're like, I'll read yeah. it. And I'm like, you don't even know what it is. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's kind of an interesting process to find beta readers that you hope will be helpful it's great that everybody's so eager to be helpful but like you don't necessarily need to take like the first people who message you that they want yeah. to read your stuff yeah. yeah also that eagerness fades pretty quick oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. especially depending on the state of your novel yeah. especially when it's time for them to actually write their thoughts mm -hmm. down for you mm -hmm. yeah yeah how did that process go for you like what was your takeaway from from that well I am I don't know if you guys know this but I like to be like real straightforward analytical this is so the first thing I did was if anybody was interested I, I sent an email that was like this is my timeline this is what I will expect from you I sent it in chunks you get a chunk you fill out the questionnaire then you receive the next chunk I wasn't just going to like give my entire novel to a bunch of people and then hope to hear back from them like in a month. It was very structured and like these are my expectations and my schedule. If you can't try and accomplish these things, I really appreciate you being interested, but it'll be a pass. Yeah. And if I if I stop hearing like if our communication cuts off, 
uh, I won't be sending you anymore. If you have something come up in your life, please reach out and let me know. Life happens to everybody. So like I was try, I tried to very specifically and upfront make sure everybody knew and keep it kind of professional because it is yeah. a professional interaction. I had overall good experiences. Good. I think I only had like one person who had to quit early mm -hmm. and they let me know in advance. Wow. Because, yeah. You <laughs> lucky <know>. dog. <laughs> I, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, I think because I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not really easily offended if you just decide it's not for you, if it's not capturing your attention. I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste my time. Yeah. Just say, you know what? This is not for me. I'm going to back out. But let me know. Yeah. Yeah. And I only, I think I had about 12 beta readers, which I know some people get a lot, but I was like, I can only take in so much feedback at one time. Well, if you ended up getting 11, then that's, that's great. Uh, by the end of the process, like you really get to know those people and the types of feedback they're going to be giving you because I had asked them so many questions in advance. It was interesting because there were a lot of people who like didn't like to answer the questions because they didn't want to answer them until they, they read the whole book. But I'm like, yeah, but I needed those impressions. Yeah, 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 I needed yeah, yeah. the impressions before you knew what was going on. Yeah. Even if they're wrong, it's okay. Just give yeah, the Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. another thing. You have to let go as a reader of that, like, well, I want to be right about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's really not the point of why yeah. we're here. And uh, then I, I had three people that really gave me, like, really good feedback. Nice. Old man Greg, who likes to print out his, <laughs> print out your work and write it with a pen and then scan it back scan in. Scan it back in. Oh, Does he fax it to you then? <laughs> <laughs> certified mail uh, we love you greg <laughs> yes we do yeah that's one of the people that i was like oh i'm gonna have to have him read more stuff for me that's great yeah. it's good to find people He's like fantastic that. feedback yeah and so overall my beta experience was a good one i was really lucky i still talk to almost all those people uh i haven't beta read again since then uh, but I kind of am looking forward Wait, to it. You haven't beta read or you haven't had people beta read? I haven't had people beta read. Okay. AP, what has been your experience with beta <laughs> pr process so processes? My process is very similar to what Jamie just described, but now imagine the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> in terms of... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, kind of joking. I've done maybe <laughs> four or five, three plus for novels and one for a novelette or maybe two for a novelette it's they all kind of blend together i've you know broken it up into chunks given them questionnaires um you know at the beginning set up set up expectations in the same way like this is my timeline this is what it's about this is what i expect out of you if it doesn't work out that's totally fine you're doing me a favor no no harm no foul it's all good um i consistently got over 20 people to beta read and consistently heard back from less than half when i set out to do this stuff i just assume 50 percent i'm never going to hear from again yeah yeah which is which is fine which is probably a, a good a, like a realistic expectation yeah. so if i if yeah. i get six back out of 20 that are that are good notes i, f I feel like that's pretty good I had, um, for, for my novels, 
I did questionnaires after every chapter, which was maybe a lot, but I, it was kind of like, what was your favorite part? What was, what was your least favorite part? What do you think about this character? Um, what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, just kind of stuff like that. And then at yeah. the end, kind of like an exit survey. Like, what would you rate this out of 10? What would make it a 10 out of 10? Would you recommend it to other people? What genre do you think this is? Uh, yeah. Things like that. What was your favorite part? What was your yes. least favorite part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coolest, yeah. most interesting. What part were you bored at? And what was the most confusing part? other other yeah. ones i've done the survey at the end is always twice as long as any other survey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i very similar um i have only done one beta um and i had like 35 beta readers and i heard back from i think 25 but and but i think feedback wise that i felt like was really good i had about a 50 percent that were actually offered like really helpful notes rather than like, you know, one word answers yeah. on yeah. the yeah. on the questionnaire. I don't like it. What was your favorite part? All of it. What was your least All favorite part? All of it. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> um and I would do I same, I did chunks. I did like four or five chapter sections like per week or so. And then um I did a questionnaire for that section. Same, pretty much exact same questions as UAP. I'm curious now, um, are either of you familiar with Jenna Moretzi? Moretzi? Yes. Is that yes. where you got your beta feedback uh, guidance from? Yes. No. I mean, <laughs> okay. and, of, and other places okay. as well. When I was learning what I wanted to do, I did a deep dive and like watched a bunch of YouTube videos from a bunch of different um, writers okay. and like tried yeah. to cobble together different things that I liked and didn't like. And that some of that influence was definitely there. I don't remember if I did mine before or after you, Carly, but I probably stole some of mine from Carly <laughs> if I did it after. I, I think <laughs> that you did it after. I mean, it's a pretty... I don't know. To me, it seems like a pretty simple formula of like, you want to ask people questions as you go. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole, like, I'm not going to send you more until you give me feedback back. Then. Yeah. If they really like the book, they'll rate the feedback. If they don't, then that's another sign. And that's another way you can know. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's going. a helpful way to kind of um, weed out the people that aren't able to, to offer that much time or aren't willing to offer that much time mm -hmm. because that's just naturally going to happen in the beta process. If they're unwilling to answer a handful of questions to get the next section, then obviously the book isn't really grabbing them that much. And that is feedback in and of itself. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it could also just be your target audience. It could also be, they don't have the time right yeah. now. So you have to take each one with a grain of salt and look at it objectively, which is very challenging as a beta reader. I would say advice would be give as much explanation as possible. If, if you have questionnaires, yeah. one word answers aren't going to be helpful. Please don't give one word answers. <laughs> mm -hmm. You just spent all that time reading. You offered to help this person make their book better. Give explanations. I mean, even a couple of sentences. So it, That's enough. it's been a while since I've done that kind of beta reading, but something that I like to do in all of my beta reading or anytime I'm reading anyone's work now is as I'm reading it, I like to kind of live react in the text. And I started doing that because I had people do that to my work and I found that helpful. 
if someone's like oh my god or like this i'm like nice this is landing or this isn't landing or you know if someone just like comments five question marks i'm like okay my bad I had a few people do that, and I enjoy it. As a reader, I can't do that, though, I've realized. It pulls me too much out of the reading, Mm. and I end up starting to do it, and then I quit partway through, and I just don't feel like that's very helpful. I've found that, too. Uh, Do you think maybe that's because you're actually enjoying what you're reading? Yes. So that's usually a a good sign. That's a good sign. But I just don't like to be inconsistent Mm, in in the way that I'm offering feedback. So I've learned that that's not really a thing for me. But what I will do is I will write a more in-depth, like, after-the-fact review. And then I will be like, especially if I know them on social media, which is probably how I found them, I will then proceed to gush in their DMs (laughs) for a while. Uh, Yeah, so kind of like. I think going with what you were saying, Jamie, a little bit of etiquette for beta process, going back to that whole communication thing. As the writer, communicate to your readers, communicate expectations, be willing to stand your ground when you need something by a certain time, if that's what you really need, but also be professional about it and don't don't be rude. Yeah, there's there's always a polite yet direct way to just be like hey listen i know things get rough i need it by this time and if that doesn't work for you that's totally fine just let me know thank you and goodbye (laughs) yeah and then on the reverse as a reader stuff came up i'm i've fallen behind had a few people be like I'm behind. Is it okay if I keep going and I'm just a little bit behind? And I was totally willing to let people like, so long as they were continued to be consistent. Whereas like, you know, I had one that was like a month later and I was like, ah, sorry. Like I needed the feedback. I totally get it. I'm sorry that it didn't work Mm -hmm. out. If you're willing to have a little bit of leeway, then cool. But you have to figure that out for yourself. I literally just did that for, uh, for Kate. Because we're we're betaing her her novel yeah. right now. I was like, listen, I'm gonna need another Which two weeks. Good. As a, a beta reader, if at the end of like the questionnaires or the chapters, if this isn't a question that they're already asking you, I like to be like, these are the questions that came up like in my mind when mm-hmm. I read this chapter. Oh, okay. Like I'm like now I'm wondering this or I'm wondering that yeah. mm-hmm. um, or I didn't understand this. So even like if if you're beta reading and there's like a whole survey afterwards, if there's something you thought about but wasn't on the survey, I think it's a good idea to try and include it tactfully, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did have a section at the bottom of my like little survey that was like, were there any, was there anything else like jump out at you? So always overshare when you're a beta oh, reader, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Be kind, but overshare. <laughs> good to not just be like, these are the things that didn't work. These are the things I didn't understand. It also include like, these are the things that I love. These are really working. These yeah. are pulling me in to the story more. I would yeah. love to see even more of this. You know, good with the bad. What is that like the sandwich thing? The like, shit sandwich. Yeah. Compliment, <laughs> critique, compliment. Even they say that, and I'm like, I don't feel like I really need that. Like, yeah. but like try and put a compliment in there sometime. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> Remember, our egos are very fragile, and we need a little bit. Just like a little, a little bit, bit, but like, don't, don't pander. Like, it's a fine line. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it is. I think that's where CPs come in too. Cause like sometimes you can yes. just be like, Hey guys, I can you gas me up for a couple minutes? Cause I, 
Yeah, yes. yeah. I really, <laughs> I really need to be reminded that I'm not awful all of the time. Yeah, yeah. The beta process, people are going to notice things and bring stuff up that you need to make changes to. The beta process is for that. However, you can't expect your beta readers to do what you should have already had your critique partners do for you. Your critique partners are the people that you really need to go to for the more in-depth stuff. If you're getting that kind of feedback from the beta readers and you just can't take it, you might need to go back and do another round of revision before you go back out for betas. That happens. It's okay. Yep. Once you have all this all this feedback because especially if you've done a beta and you have like a ridiculous amount of beta readers like Carly. <laughs> I will never do that many again. That was a it lot, was so a much lot feedback. Of feedback. Yeah. I was very overwhelming. Gathering all that and then processing it to then be enacted what should be enacted and what shouldn't. That's like a real beast as it is, mm -hmm. much less with 25 people telling yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I did with all my beta feedback is like basically categorized it of like what I agreed with or what needed to be like further examined and then what kind of could be disregarded because maybe that person didn't usually read in that genre. So they just weren't into certain parts. Mm -hmm. Also, not everyone is a careful reader. Yeah. Mm. Myself included, just by the way. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not trying to throw shade, just saying. Yeah. So how do you guys usually process your feedback you receive, AP? Um, I pretty much just scream continuously for a week. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say <laughs> that. My process is the same. What a coincidence. Yeah. Just a just an, a silent yeah, scream just into the void. Just like, oh, mine's not silent. Mine is definitely not silent. Um, <laughs> almost all of my beta critiques have been super overwhelming in the moment and for several days after. It's just so much stuff coming at you that literally, I, I think on one of them, um, three of my beta critiques have been in person. And let me tell you, that is brutal. <laughs> That, that's that's a lot. level of brutality. And I don't know if I can participate in that. The first two, I feel like I blacked out during portions of it. <laughs> it was really traumatizing. Yeah, so I recorded the entire thing and I can oh, listen back to smart. it and all that. But literally, like, I remember the second one, I, like, by the end of it, I think I was, like, shaking because I had, like, low blood sugar. I was just like, this is horrible. Don't mind me. I'm just going to have a quick panic attack. Yeah, exactly. Um, just real quick. But, like, just, like, when you finish a draft um i think when you finish a critique like that you got to give it space and you got to give yourself time to think oh, about yeah. everything that, that happened this last beta i had which was only with six other people which was great um ended up going for like two and a half hours but i did not feel as fatigued afterwards and i still took almost three weeks to go through all of my notes and really think about what they said and re-listen to the thing and just kind of like let it sit and gel and you know like read over the written notes again and then I came up with a plan of this is this is how I'm going to tackle it. Do you think your that your reaction to it was because like you said that what they, they were your CPs? Do you think that maybe it was easier to have it because it was them um i think so um these were all like my closest cps uh so that definitely helped uh in people previous... that you know like are invested in you as a person yeah. as well as a writer yeah. plus yeah. they just give good notes but also yeah. 
this last one was the first time where everyone essentially agreed with all of each other's points. Mm. So the path forward was like very clear, you know, I wasn't oh, yeah. getting like, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah. 50% saying this and 50% yeah. saying that. Cause that's what I had. The one person that's like, Oh, well this reads more like a YA romance. I'm like, what the f- are you reading? Like what is going on here? <laughs> so it, this whole experience this last time was way better than, than previously um but it's like i said it still took me like almost three weeks to kind of like parse everything out i i feel like it's a really good idea that like once you receive that feedback especially if you've received it in person to step back and like let that simmer mm-hmm. i mean i'm the most robot person i know and your immediate reaction when you receive feedback especially negative feedback is going to be emotional yep. You can't help it. Like, it's just that thing that kicks in in your brain. You have to, like, really let that simmer till where you can, like, look at it more objectively again. Yeah, even if you're expecting the negative feedback and you agree with what they're saying, it's still, you have to get over that ego part. It hurts. Be like, no, no, just shut up. Listen, calm down. It's all going to be fine. You asked for this. Yeah, this is all your fault, you (laughs) You dummy. (laughs) Remind yourself that you asked for this. (laughs) I'm going to get real honest here with my experience. I couldn't have known because I had never done it before. I should not have had so many beta readers. I could not handle the amount of feedback that came at me. I shut down so hard. That's a whole other conversation about mental health and taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, y'all take care of your mental health, whatever that looks like. It's important. I shut down. I was in the midst of a few revisions to get out the last couple of chapters. And I thought I'll have time to finish these last like four or five chapters that I'm trying to like touch up edits on. I made the mistake of reading the feedback while I was trying to finish the edits on the last couple of chapters and it destroyed Mm -hmm. me and I barely finished. And then as soon as the beta was over, I like, I clocked out. Like I just could not function. Mm -hmm because I was so overwhelmed with all of the feedback because like you said it's that no matter how like prepared you you think you are you're going to have an emotional reaction to the negative feedback it's just a natural thing some of us react more strongly to others and that's a whole other discussion um so I didn't read most of the feedback for two years yeah I was gonna ask if you ever went back to it I like it took me that long to go back and then I had to be very careful about who I was reading at first and that's not going to be everybody's reaction to it but I just wanted to be really upfront. it's a lot of people's reactions I mean that's not that uncommon yeah. so just be prepared it can be very overwhelming but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it yes and learn from it and I'm saying this from the perspective of I still haven't had people beta read for me again and it's one of the reasons why I still am struggling with sharing stuff so be aware of yourself and your emotional state and know that okay yeah maybe maybe you need to shut down for a minute and process it but you you got to come back you got to come back. And as you work your way in, it might be a good idea if, if you've never done it before to to dip your toe in the water instead yeah. of diving in head first. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. I was going to ask if you had shared much of your work before then. Nope. Yeah, so. And that's that was a huge reason. So one of the reasons, again, that I think people should share 
their work is so they can kind of get used to that. Because if the first time you share your work, you've got 25 people essentially screaming at you about, you know, all the things you did wrong. That's, yeah. that's brutal. I mean, I, I had been sharing my work for like a year pretty consistently, like every two weeks almost. And I still, that first beta feedback, I was just like screaming and just, it was horrible. So having that be your first experience is, that's completely brutal. I, I'm surprised you ever went back to it. Like I, I, could, I could see you never touching that novel again because of that experience. Um, I'm having a very difficult time going back to that novel because of it. Yeah. And I'm, I've taken the last couple of years to work on other projects, and I am hopeful that one day I will feel able to go back to it. Like, I still have readers, which I'm so thankful for. I still have readers who beta it, read it, and are asking me what I'm doing with it. Mm-hmm. Like, have you finished? Mm-hmm. I, I loved that story. And I love, I still think about those characters. And, like, that is just, like, a balm to the writer heart. By the way, it, it, readers, message the writers that you've read their stuff if you think about it and tell them. So, yeah. Yeah. In the in the spirit of open honestness, I had uh, one of my beta readers, and I, I can't exactly pinpoint why. I had such an emotional, like such a visceral reaction to all of their feedback. I had to stop reading their particular feedback. Sometimes it, that happens. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, I can't explain it, but like, for some reason, I just couldn't take feedback from that person. You have to learn who you can accept feedback from. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier, AP. I don't listen to my family anymore. <laughs> it's usually trial and error. We yeah. learn the hard way yep. a lot of the time yep. who we can't accept feedback from and who we can. You don't have to keep going back to the people that you can't accept feedback from. That's a choice. Yeah, you want feedback from people that challenge you, but not that... That rip you apart. ...experience. Like, being ripped apart in and of itself isn't potentially the problem, but, like, the way that it's done or maybe just, like, the tone or just, like, the things that they point out aren't exactly things that are important to you and what you're trying to convey in your writing. So there's just times where... It could even come down to personality yeah exactly exactly yeah so exactly there Mm -hmm. are certain things that people will say that you can just tell that they're not exactly trying to help you they're really just trying to show you how much they know about story (laughs) and explain to you why you're doing it so wrong Mm -hmm. yeah from my other feedback I was I was getting that they they got where I was going with it and with this person didn't understand what the story was truly about but they were going to tell me how to fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another just trial and error as you go on yeah. as you meet new people. Yeah. All the best to that person. Thank you for your time. I still appreciate the time you read that you read for me. Yeah, definitely. But I will not be asking you again. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> AP, you're so easy to talk to. Oh, God. thank you. I know we talked about when we receive feedback, the emotional, the screaming of it all. But really, it I feel like it is important to sort through that and to mm-hmm. make a plan when you move forward. Yeah. There's different types, depending on what kind of feedback you got. Developmental, you're probably not getting line edits at this point. Yeah. When I went through it, I went and I, I looked for all the themes that were on uh, on the same vein or in the same plot. Mm-hmm. And I, I read through what people thought. And poor Carly had people who were like 50% were thinking one thing, 50% saying the opposite. Yeah. That can be That's very, rough. very difficult. So hopefully there'll be some sort of consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if there's not 
a consensus, that's when you go back to your critique partners and you go, hey, I got some beta feedback that I'd like to talk out with you. At some point, it's that whole not every book is for everyone. And so as a writer, you have creative control and you can say, I see everybody's point, but I'm going to go with this and hope for the best. Yeah, I was going to say at some point you have to remember that this isn't just you being on the whipping post and you have to have confidence in yourself a little bit. And even if a, a lot of people are saying one thing, you can just be like, I'm sorry, but I want to do it this way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is your this, art. If yeah. you don't do it the way you want to do it, like, why are you doing it at all? Yeah. 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 This yeah. isn't, you're doing this so that you're not writing in a vacuum and you can, you know, get better. But also you're doing it because you are an artist and you want to write what you want to write. So if something is an improvement and that something's a problem that you think needs to be fixed, that's great. That's pointed out to you and you can fix it. And if it's something that you're just kind of like, no, this is how I want it to be. Tough cookies. That's your preference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's your preference. And that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but I am entitled to mine and this is mine and I get to have the final say. Yeah. So shove it into categories and evaluate <laughs> if you actually want to address yes. what somebody is mentioning yeah. or if you don't and and how much that will affect your story is also a big part of beta feedback because it's like yeah. um hopefully by the time you reach betas you're just getting like minor things being pointed out yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully unfortunately <laughs> that might not be that's the case definitely not been my experience <laughs> nope. Yeah, I like like you keep talking about categories. I agree with you completely. I break it down to categories. Yeah. Like, okay, everyone's yeah. saying that this one thing, my 120-page dreamscape purgatory thing, is 80 <laughs> pages too long. Fine, I'll cut it down by three pages or whatever. But by three. yeah, <laughs> but no, it, you know, it, some some of it's just easy, not like an easy fix, but like an easy like, yeah, there's a problem here. I recognize there's a problem. Cool. This goes on the list. Boom, done. Then there's that like middle ground stuff where you're like, this isn't something I thought about. This isn't something that I was expecting. I need to figure out how I feel about it. Um, because a lot of times in the first category, they're telling you stuff that you kind of already know. You you hand it in, you're kind of like already kind of feeling not great about this plot point or this character or whatever. And then you're getting the feedback being like, yeah, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. I can kind of trust myself a little bit. Yeah. And and hopefully you have your critique partners because sometimes I'm like, I, this isn't working and I don't know why. Hopefully yeah. it's somebody who can read it and see, I think it might be because of this. Yes, and then all absolutely. of a sudden you're like, ah, yeah. I didn't see that. You know, I've looked at it 150 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's a balance between taking what other people are saying, helping you pinpoint stuff. And also like AP was saying, learning to trust yourself, mm-hmm. your instincts, which is challenging when you're a new writer. It, you, that's a thing you have to develop over time. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying, Jamie, a little bit, um, some advice that I hear parroted a lot, which I think is pretty good, is that if you're getting feedback from a reader, you probably shouldn't always listen to what exactly they're saying and like their f- proposed fixes or whatever, but look at where they're giving a note because something isn't working there. So their solution or their idea, like whatever, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But if they're come, if something pops up in their brain, in that section, then obviously there's something there that needs to be fixed. 
Yeah. And that's something I do with like CPs too, or readers is somebody will say, well, you could do this. And my brain will sometimes be like, well, I can't do that. But it sparks something else that helps yeah. me solve the problem yes. a different way. Yes. Yeah. And also keeping in mind that, you know, just because a couple of people say it's not working doesn't mean that it's not working. Yeah. Generally, though, if all of your readers are saying the same thing or 50 or there or there's such a like distinct like groups yeah. disagreeing yeah. on it, you might want that. I mean, there was one thing that I had two separate groups. I mean, it's, it was almost an even 50 50 split. Mm -hmm. But I there was one thing that I was happy about that with because I wanted that character to be the kind of person that you either love or hate. Yeah, it's OK to polarize people. Exactly. It's just you have to know what you're going for yourself in order to make those decisions effectively for your work. Definitely. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things is uh, this character is not likable. And I'm like, good. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Score. Perfect. <laughs> not every, you don't like everybody yeah. in real life. Who cares about likable? Yeah. Uh, AP, you were saying like uh, the first category is like things you maybe maybe knew about mm -hmm. and then there's that other category yeah. which is a kind of like a real scary one and that's the one that can sometimes make you have like the existential dread it, but it's so so important that you're like oh let me point this one thing out and you're like i had no idea yeah i had yeah. no idea that that was a thing that i had done and i sometimes it can yeah. be quite eye-opening yeah yeah and sometimes in a good way too sometimes like oh i love what you did with the theme here i'm like theme i don't even know how to spell the word like what are you talking about <laughs> like, yeah i totally did that on purpose yeah totally <laughs> yeah 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 so you know that's why betas and critique partners are so important critique partners are the most important there are a lot of people who never have beta readers at all well well i, I'm, I mean no, I'm yes you that, should have beta readers yeah. but i'm <laughs> I'm saying they, those people exist, whether or not I agree with that. Is... Yeah, and I think that I'm probably thinking about it as you would have alpha readers, mm -hmm. but maybe no beta readers. I guess as long as you're getting a few different sets of eyes on it, yeah, that's fine. Maybe like it's good advice to have at least twelve different sets of eyes at different levels, from CP to alpha to beta readers. Like you should have. A good amount, like 10 plus people who've looked at your stuff. Yeah. I think it's important also to look at your eyes that you're getting feedback. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> look at your eyes, people. Look, look deep yeah, into your own like eyes. That. Deep into your own eyes. Talking about getting sets of eyes on your work. So that's where my brain went. Make sure that you're not just having the same kind of people reading yeah, yeah you yes. want your target audience but you want to get a diverse group of people as much as you can and that's what the internet is for folks mm -hmm. like we you can reach out and look for people and approach people i mean don't just like hey read my book in their dms <laughs> don't do that <laughs> please don't do that because they'll say no because we do <laughs> say no because that's awkward but try not to just have five of the same people who have the exact same background and like all of the same things yeah, yeah. like get different people i ran into that a lot where it was there's nothing wrong with women i'm a woman i support us but there's it's really easy for me to find female readers so to find male readers it takes a little more work but only having one type of person, one type of reader, not as helpful as you need. I agree, Carly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say I kind of had the opposite thing. I mean, it's not difficult to find female readers, but definitely I wanted to find them because, you know, I'm a male and like the very first time I submitted to a writing group, they're like, hey, let's talk about the male gaze. And I'm like, what's that? Oh, hmm. <laughs> and then I got schooled. <laughs> uh, but that kind of stuff's really important. And that's yeah. when, uh, when you get to the beta reader section, you definitely want to be diverse. Yeah, my first, my the book I beta read, or I had beta readers for, even though it's kind of an ensemble, my main protagonist is male. And as a female writing a male, I'm like, I really don't want it to feel like a woman writing a male. Mm-hmm. That was like the big thing I had going in. Does this sound like a, does this sound like a chick wrote it? <laughs> Because she yeah, did, yeah. but I don't want, don't want that to be your immediate reaction. And that's why we have people read for us, to help us out with that, because mm-hmm. it's hard to figure that shit out in a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Almost impossible. It's, it's that whole weird balance of art is, it is a solo act creating the thing, but at some point, outside influence is what helps you figure out if you're doing it well. We have completely crushed this subject. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Uh, As usual, our special guest, although we might drop special because it's the second time you've been on. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's and he's all and this will be the last time I'm ever joked about it last time. This is what it's like to be friends with us, AP. The longer you get to know us, the less special you are to us. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to go cuddle butters. I need my emotional oh, therapy talk. <laughs> we really paint the picture for for listeners where it's like, the more you get to know us, the worse we'll treat you. You're welcome. Well, that being said, as true as that may be, uh, I, I do enjoy doing these with, with you two. These, these are fun. We're so glad that you enjoy joining us. It's so much fun to get another person in here and hear different perspectives from our own and have interesting conversations. And you all, you always bring the interesting conversation. Oh, thank to you. Me, so thank you so much for coming. And you're our, you're our pushiest writer friend and uh, appreciate, I appreciate okay. you for that. We okay. need that in our lives. It can go either way. Uh, but everybody have a good week. AP, would you remind the folks where they can find you on the interwebs? Sure. I am at uh, apthayer.com. And if you go to slash links, it's got all my links to everything there. I'm also at apthayer on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, though I will never respond to anything on there because I <laughs> made an account and it immediately regretted it. <laughs> Unlike there in the way that my name is there, just to make sure nobody else takes my username. Yeah, exactly. Like I took the username (laughs) and that's it. Thanks for joining us again. Thank Thank you for having me. And have a wonderful week, everybody. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed our podcast today, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps us out and makes us feel like we're not just screaming into the void. You can also follow or subscribe Tell a friend, share us on Instagram, you know, all those markety type things. But most of all, come back next week. We'll be here, internet friends.